Oh, yeah, baby. Welcome to the Contact Podcast. This is the very first time you're hearing my voice. I'm your host, Donovan Jones. And if you're a reoccurring guest, thank you so very much for spending some time with me today. This is going to be our Thanksgiving edition. This is coming out the Monday after Thanksgiving. Um, but I had originally thought that I was going to have to work on Thanksgiving Day. I'm actually recording this on Thanksgiving Day. And if you've watched any of my videos before on YouTube, you could tell I'm in a different location. Um, I'm at my in-laws house right now. And that's one thing that's good about having our in-laws living so close. They live literally the next exit from where we live. And so they're out of town right now. They went on a little fishing trip. And so I was able to come here and record. So I'm very thankful for that. That's the theme of this whole episode, thankfulness. And so it was, it's cool because I could come here and do that. And, and my wife doesn't have to take the kids to a different part of the house, try to keep them quiet for 30, 45 minutes, whatever the case may be. She says, I, I'm a talker. She says, I talk too much to these, uh, these episodes go longer than they should, but you know how it is, you know, when I, uh, get going, sometimes I can get rolling, but if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that, but thank you so very much for listening. Like I said, it's, it's been really a crazy year, the way that the Lord has called me to do this. And then all the people that I've been able to meet through this, all the people that have been able to come on the show, it's just been such a blessing and I'm just so thankful. And I want to get into that at the end. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to want to watch this all the way to the end because I have kind of a surprise in a way, sort of, kind of. We'll talk about it in a minute, but we're going to be talking about thankfulness with this being Thanksgiving. And um, we're going to get into the book of Psalms a little bit in a minute. But first, before we do that, we're going to do our Thanksgiving edition of What's Up. What's and we'll up? go ahead and get into What's Up real quick. What's up? What's up? All right. So... Thanksgiving edition version of what's up. So first of all, like I said, we went to um, do our Thanksgiving the weekend before. I think I said that this is like one thing about recording sometimes is, especially if you've been like taking behind the scenes a little bit, like if you, if you've never done a podcast, like when you have guests on for a while and then you try to do one by yourself, sometimes it takes two or three times recording before you're like, okay, I, I like the way that it's flowing. And so I've had to start over a couple of times already. So I'm not sure if I said that if I've, if that's the second time I've mentioned it, we did our Thanksgiving the weekend before Thanksgiving, because like I said, we, we thought I was going to have to work. And so the plan was we always do two Thanksgivings anyway, one with my family, one with Kelly's family. And so we were like, okay, it'll be perfect. Like I'll go into work early Thursday morning, get done around lunchtime. And then we'll go to your family's house for Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving day. And then we'll do mine with my family the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Well, we start getting everything planned and uh, her mom says, you know, we actually forgot we're going on a fishing trip the week of Thanksgiving. So we need to do it the weekend before also. So we thought, okay, it's going to be kind of like a easier year this year. Nope. We, we did Thanksgiving on Saturday with my family, Sunday with her family, but it was so awesome. And before that uh, Friday night, I was able to take my daughter to her very first movie and she was very excited about it leading up. We bought the tickets pretty early. As soon as they announced it, we went and saw The Chosen. And so the very uh, moment that they announced that they were going to be doing episode one and episode two in theaters, I told my wife, I said, I'm taking Finley, you know, because she's never been to the movies before. She's eight years old. So it was her first movie. And I'm very thankful. Like I said, this is going to be th the theme for the episode, thankfulness. I'm very thankful for The Chosen, just that the Lord has been able to open the doors for them to get into theaters because you never forget the very first movie that you saw in theaters. You know, you never forget that experience the first time going and, and seeing the big screen and seeing how big all the chairs and everything in the auditorium that you go and sit in and, and watch the movie. And 
you know, getting that popcorn, getting the candy, you know, all that stuff. And it's so it's an exciting time, especially for a kid. And so the fact that my daughter is going to be able to go back to that memory whenever somebody says to her, you know, what was the first movie you ever saw in theaters that she can go back and she could say, I saw Jesus Project. I just love that as a parent, like you can't ask for anything better than that. So I'm very, very thankful to the chosen. I'm thankful that the Lord has opened those doors. And then I saw the other day that they're going to be on Netflix. So the Lord just continues to open doors for them. So hopefully that'll continue to happen. and They'll be able to spread the gospel of Jesus because it's such an amazing platform that they have. And it's such an amazing thing that they are doing for the kingdom. So hopefully they'll be able to keep that up and the Lord will just keep opening doors for them. But um, so then we went and saw the movie. It was great. And we went um, Saturday to my family's house. And while we were there, my, my sister, Hannah, um, I'm the oldest of five kids. And so my um, sister is two years younger than me. She has three kids and her daughter is in kindergarten. And she came up and she was talking about how she had a boyfriend. She's in kindergarten. She says she's got a boyfriend named, I think, I believe she said his name was Max. And so, you know, I'm uh, uncle D, you know, that's what, that's what my nieces and nephews call me uncle D. Like I told her, I said, Uncle D's not standing for you having a boyfriend, you know, at, at kindergarten. Like, that's not cool. That's not happening. So I acted like I got on the phone and uh, call, acted like I called him. And I was like, hey, you know, you don't need to be messing with Brielle. Like, uh, you know, if I hear that you're trying to hold her hand or anything like that, passing her love notes, I'm going to have to come up there and show you a thing or two. And just the look on her face, she's like, no, 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 you know, don't call him, don't call him. And uh, she, these kids, you can't outsmart them nowadays. As soon as I got off the phone, she said, uh, uh, I said, I told him to leave you alone. And she kind of had a little attitude about it. She said, well, I'm not going to leave him alone. And I was like, whoa, okay. You know, and she said, well, I saw the phone was turned off anyway. You didn't really actually call him. So I guess I didn't actually fool her. But it was awesome. We were able to go spend some time with the family um, and just celebrate Thanksgiving and play some games and stuff like that. And then Sunday, we did it at my wife's parents' house. And it was funny because... Um, me and my boys wrestle around a lot and we'll do a lot of the, you know, WWE type stuff, the little moves and stuff. I'm not a fan of WWE myself, but I, I know some of the moves that they do. Right. I mean, and so um, we were over here at my in-laws house where I'm at right now recording. And my um, wife's uncle was here and uh, Landry, our four year old, he got on the ground and started doing pushups. <laughs> and uh, I said, oh, you're showing Uncle Mike you can do pushups. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said, well, why don't you stand up and show him your muscles? And uh, so he stood up and he flexed, you know, put both arms like just the regular flex. And uh, whenever he flexed his right arm, he went and kissed his bicep. And then he did the same thing to the left. And uh, his her uncle just started dying laughing. And he's like, where did she learn that? And I'm like, no, where did he learn that? And I'm like, we wrestle around a lot, you know, so it was funny, but it was just it was such a good time. And, and I've talked about before that since my daughter has been born, just the sense of thankfulness that the Lord has put on my heart. And it's just been it's carried on to this Thanksgiving. And, and we just have so very much to be thankful for. And so I want to dive into a little bit of that. And then, um, like I said, if you're um, watching on YouTube, if you would do me a favor, because I feel like the Lord has placed it on my heart to reach as many people as I possibly can with the gospel. And like I've said on past episodes, like the, the name of this podcast, Call to Act, that is for all of us. We all are called to act for Christ. We all have talents and abilities that only we can do. And I want to be able to get the gospel as far as the Lord has predestined for me to do that. And and we all play a part in that together. Like, it's not just me. Like, it's you, too, if you're watching this. So your role that you could play on this 
is you could subscribe to my channel. You can like and you can comment because what that does, I'm not, I don't care about views. I don't care how many people subscribe to my YouTube. I don't care about how many people like, how many comment. I honestly truly don't. But what it does for me is when you do that, YouTube takes it and says, okay, people are interested in this. I'm going to put it in somebody else's suggestion. And so it can get to more ears. I don't care how many people hear my voice, but I know that the Lord has put something on my heart and it is for somebody. And so we can all work together to get the gospel out because that is the point of what I'm doing right now, trying to get the gospel to as many people as I possibly can. And so by you liking, subscribing on Apple podcast, if you do the, um, the five-star ratings and uh, the comments and stuff like that, it does, it does the same thing. And um, I'm not exactly sure how often it works, but I do know that the more that I get of each, the more engagement that I get, Apple and YouTube and stuff says, you know, okay, maybe more people would want to hear this. So it pushes it out and it gives more people an opportunity to hear what we're doing here. And that is trying to further the kingdom. So thank you so much for those that do like and that do comment and then have put the reviews and stuff on Apple. Thank you so very much. It means the world. And um, I will do the best that I possibly can each and every week to properly prepare for each episode to try to bring you exactly what it is that I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart. And so with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into this a little bit today. We're going to kind of jump around a little bit, but I think this passage here in Psalms, we're going to be looking at Psalms 23. I think we have so much to be thankful for. And I think when you look at this specific passage right here, and it's only six verses, so we're going to go ahead and read the whole thing, and then we're going to kind of try to dissect a little bit, and then we're going to jump around to another couple of passages that I feel like relate to the topic of what we're getting into today, which is thanks, thankfulness. Um, so the very first verse this is Psalm 23. A lot of you probably already know this. That is, this is one thing that I'm very thankful for, too. No parent is perfect. I fail every single day as a parent. My parents failed as parents in certain areas. Everybody knows we all do things that are good. We all do things that are bad in this fallen flesh. We're, that's, that's just going to happen. You know, here on earth, we're in that process of daily sanctification, trying to get better, trying to be better people, trying to be better Christians, trying to be better parents of the Lord. And so in that, there's going to be good and bad that you do. One thing that I'm very thankful that my parents did was they got me in the word. They taught me a lot of memory verses. They taught me a lot of passages of scripture that I remember today because of what they instilled in me when I was a little boy. And this was one of the things we actually, my mom made a song for Psalm 23 and we would sing it every night as a family. I'm not going to do that. I don't think anybody here wants to hear me sing. So um, we'll just get into it. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Okay. You, you guys know me by now. I like to slowly go through these verses and try to pull something out of it. So the very first thing, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now, who exactly is the Lord? The Lord is the creator, right? God Almighty, he created heaven and earth, everything that, in it, that is in it, he has created it all. So David is saying here, I have that understanding that the Lord, the creator is my shepherd. So I have all that I need. I shall not want because the creator is my shepherd. And when you really look at what a shepherd would do for his sheep, how their entire life is is hinging on what the shepherd does for him, you can really get a better understanding of what he is saying here when he says the Lord is my shepherd. And it's really a perfect representation of what Christ does for us, what Jesus is for us, is that shepherd. And I want to get to that a little bit more because it's funny. I, I wanted to do a, um, a episode about Psalm 23 for the longest, and I was praying about it, and I was kind of reading over it and trying to kind of, um, like I'm doing now, pull things out of it. And Antoine McGee, 
um, sent me a song called Psalm 23. I don't remember who it was by, but it was crazy because I was literally reading Psalm 23 at the time. And then a little bit later, um, probably about a week or so later, I had somebody send me a video on um, my Instagram. And they just said, I felt like the Lord was putting it on my heart to send this to you. And it was a video about a shepherd, like all that the shepherd does when it comes to tending to his sheep. And so I'm going to use a little bit of that video just here. Not, I'm not going to play it or anything like that because I don't know how all the copyright stuff works, so I don't want to risk it. So anything that I put on here, it's going to be something that I have created personally. You know, the intro uh, my son did, you know, the end, all the sounds and stuff, stuff that the Lord has blessed us to be able to figure out how to do. But uh, verse number two, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Verse four. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I think when you talk about, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thank you, God, that you are with us no matter what. Let's just read that one more time. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Our shepherd has power in one hand. You talk about the rod in one hand, and he has comfort in the other hand for us. And he has grace in the other hand for us. One of the biggest adversaries, I guess you would say, of the sheep is the wolf. And in the documentary that this um, person sent me on my Instagram um, it talks about how the wolf stalks the sheep, but when they can pick up that scent of the shepherd, they know that if I go try to mess with these sheep while the shepherd's there, it's not going to turn out good for me. So I'm not going to mess with them. Just think about that for a second. Just, just the smell of the shepherd will repel the wolf because he's terrified of the shepherd because he knows that rod's going to knock him out. That rod's not going to be a good thing for him to try to go up against. Just like our heavenly father is for us, he is surrounding, he is omnipresent, he is with us all the time, so much so that the enemy, that all the demons that are around you that you might be struggling with, they run in terror because they know that they're not messing with our heavenly father, with the ultimate shepherd. Psalms 139 verse 5 says, you hem me in behind me and before and you lay your hand upon me. Just think about that for a second. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. You're not just with me. You're not just here beside me. It says in Psalms 139, the verse that I just read, behind me and before me, you are walking ahead of me, leading me where I need to go. But you're also behind me. You're also beside me. How is that so? Because you're omnipresent. Omnipresent means you're everywhere, everywhere. You hem me in behind me and before me, and you lay your hand upon me. When you look at the shepherd and and... We're going to read a little bit more of the Psalm 23 in a second. But when you look at the shepherd, the, in this video, the, the shepherd, there's a verse we'll get to in a second. But there's a verse in the Bible. Well, actually, let's go ahead and, and flip over to it real quick. We'll go ahead and uh, let's see. Um, this is John 10, 7. It says, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. John chapter 10, verse 7. This is a little bit lengthier too, but I think this is good. This is exactly fitting with what we're talking about here. Verse number 10, um, it says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came 
so that you may have life and have it abundantly. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Verse 12, he who is, who can't even read. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is the hired hand. and He cares nothing for the sheep, but I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the father knows me. And I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Throughout this documentary that I saw, you're constantly seeing the shepherd make these little noises. Just different little noises throughout the whole time. And the, the point of that is the sheep knows the voice of the shepherd. When he makes these little noises, the sheep know that they are protected. The sheep know that the shepherd is looking over them. The sheep know the voice of their shepherd. Just as we know the voice of our father and our father knows our voice. And... When you look at how the sheep fully rely on the shepherd, it's not just he takes them where they need to go. It's not just he leads them beside still waters. When a sheep gets separated from the flock, let's look at another verse. This is Psalms 49, 13, and 14. It says, this is the path of those who have foolish confidence. Yet after them, people approve of their boasts. Verse 14, like sheep, they are appointed for Sheol. Death will be their shepherd, and the upright shall rule over them in the morning. That is the confidence of those who, the sheep that go astray because they think they can do it on their own, or they think that maybe I don't need the flock, maybe I don't need the shepherd. The wolf comes after them instantly. In this documentary, they talk about that the sheep cannot find water by themselves. They can't find the proper meadows that they need to, to eat on their own. They are fully reliant on their shepherd for protection for food, for water, every single thing. And the moment that they get away from the shepherd, the wolf comes in instantly and, and destroys them. Same as us. The moment that we take our eyes off of the shepherd, the second that we turn and we say, you know what? I think I can do this myself. I think I've got a good handle on this guy. Like you've got me to this point, but I think maybe I have a better way. I think maybe I can do this by myself. I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to see what it's like just to try it, just to go off by myself. And what happens? Heartbreak, hurt. The enemy has his way with us so often. It's so easy for us to fall in the traps of the enemy because the enemy is smart. The enemy knows the things that can get to us. The enemy knows how to trip us, to trick us, to get us to fall for things that we know that we shouldn't, things that we struggle with. But I think the beautiful thing about that is the understanding that we can always come back to God even when we think that we can do it on our own, even when we try to stray from the flock, stray from the shepherd. In the video, it shows a, a sheep who decides to go off on his own. And the, the film, the guy holding the, the camera, um, he's kind of following the sheep. And the shepherd doesn't see him get away. And he's just kind of following the sheep. And then it kind of, it, a little bit of time goes by and you see a wolf in the distance and you're thinking oh man are they going to show this this sheep getting snatched up by this wolf right now and as the sheep is just kind of wandering around clueless dumb 
because he has no idea what he's done by leaving the shepherd who is his protection, who is his source of food, who is his source of water, who is his source of peace and comfort. Here comes the wolf, unbeknownst to the sheep. And you kind of watch for a second, and you're like, this is not going to be good. It's not going to be good. And then you see the wolf stop. And you're like, what? And then the camera goes over, and you hear, here comes that shepherd coming after his lost sheep. That's powerful, man. That's powerful. The way that the Lord always is constantly, no matter what we do, no matter how often we try to stray away from him, He's always going to pursue us. He's always going to come after us. He never changes his mind about us because he loves us, because he is the shepherd, because he laid down his life for us. And the thing about it that's beautiful, too, here comes that shepherd, and he's got his rod in his hand. He's got his shepherd rod. That wolf just runs away because he's not going to mess with the shepherd. He's not going to do it. He's not going to risk it. It's not worth it for him. And I'm watching, and I'm thinking, well, what, what's the what's the shepherd going to do? And And... The sheep kind of turns, he sees the shepherd because he heard the shepherd's voice. He turns to him and he just kind of stands there. Almost to say like, you're really coming after me? Like I strayed from the flock, you know, you're coming after me. And he just kind of stands there and the shepherd stands and you can't see the shepherd's face because he's, the camera is so far back. But I'd like to think that he's smiling because he's happy because he found his lost sheep, right? He loves his sheep, just like God loves us. We are his flock. We are his sheep. He loves us. And so as the the shepherd slowly walks to the sheep, he doesn't berate the sheep. He doesn't get on to him for leaving. He doesn't smack the sheep. He doesn't hit him with with the stick. He doesn't hit him with his rod. He just simply sticks out his hand and starts rubbing on him, starts petting him, starts scratching his head. And then he puts a lead on him and takes him back to the flock. I think so oftentimes we think that we've screwed up so bad that God can't forgive us. Or we've screwed up so bad that we need to stay in this place because if I go back to God, he's going to hate me. If I try to go back to God, he's not going to forgive me because what I've done is unforgivable. That's not the case. My kids, and I'm looking at this from an earthly, sin-filled disgusting heart, you know what I'm saying? Sin-filled heart perspective. When I look at my kids, I love my kids more than anything in this world. I would die for any of all four of my kids. It's crazy to say I've got four kids. <laughs> I would die for all four of my kids. I love my kids more than anything. And there's nothing that they can do that I would turn my back away from them. That if they're struggling with something that I wouldn't push them away, that I would love them. I would put my arm around them and say, you know, we'll get this figured out together. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm looking at this from a a fallen state from this fallen sin-filled flesh. So just imagine the perfect creator, the perfect father, the perfect God, the love that he has for us is immense to what I have for my children. He's always going to forgive us no matter what. And that is a major, major thing that we need to be thankful for. And I know personally, there's so many times that I overlook that fact and I'm not thankful for it. You know, but I think that being intentional, that's where it comes into play. Being intentional, saying, Lord, thank you that you are my shepherd. Thank you that no matter what I do, you're always there for me. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for leading me to still waters. Thank you for restoring my soul. Let's go back to Psalm 23 here because I got 
couple more things here. Um, and then in verse number five, Psalm 23, five, it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overfloweth. God's, God's cup never runs dry. So David is saying here, my cup overflows because I am with the creator of the universe whose cup never runs dry. Right? So therefore, my cup will never run dry because, Lord, I'm holding my cup up to you. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in your house with you, Lord, forever. I got one more passage here. And then I want to talk for a second. We're going to go back over to John, and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, it says, I call heaven and earth. And I kind of got a little bit of a funny, just to get off track here. Um, I kind of got a little bit of a funny story about this verse after I read it here. It says, and I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. One of the greatest gifts that God has for us is that gift of free will. Right. And he is saying to us. I paid the ultimate price for you, but ultimately it is your choice. Because it's free will, it's freedom. Galatians, it says that Christ for freedom has set us free. Freedom. What does that mean? What does that word mean? Freedom. We're seeing things in the I don't want to get into all that stuff right now. I don't want to get too political, but. True freedom is this verse right here. I have set before you life and death. I'm letting you choose. What do you want to do? Do you want to follow the shepherd? Do you want to follow freedom? Do you want to follow true happiness, comfort, pleasures in your life? Do you want to, to be like completely free or do you don't, do you want to be a slave to sin? Do you want to be a slave to death? You have the choice. Do you want to choose life and follow the shepherd? Or do you want to choose death and try to go on your own because you're cocky? You think you got it all figured out and the devil's just going to have his way with you because apart from God, we are nothing. The choice is yours. Free will is yours. The Lord is giving you that opportunity to choose whatever you want to do. It's up to you. And one thing I wanted to say about this verse that I think was funny is I post, if you follow me on Instagram, first of all, thank you so very much. And if you do not call to act podcast, it's all one word. Go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram. I post, I try to post every single day a Bible verse. Um, that I just read in my nightly reading the day before or in a devotional or something like that. And I try to post as many encouraging things as I possibly can. Um, and so I posted this first actually, actually the other day on my Facebook. I don't get on Facebook a whole lot. Um, I had David on One Oni on the other day, and he's from that church, um, Church for Truckers group. And um so I get on there every once in a while just to interact with those guys because those guys have been very encouraging to me and I love it. I wish I could get on there more, but there's only so many hours of the day in the day. And when you have four kids and a full-time job and you're trying to, you know, juggle a bunch of different things, you know, it is what it is. But um, so I posted on my Facebook the other day, this verse, and at the beginning of it, where it says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set life before you. I posted this and somebody commented on there and she said, so are you saying you're God? <laughs> and I just commented back and I was like, it's a Bible verse. Like, I'm, <laughs> you know, like I'm not saying this is not a, I'm not quoting myself. <laughs> I, and I put Deuteronomy 30, 
19, like I put the, the verses reference on there. So it wasn't like I didn't write this verse down and then write my name underneath it. Like it was something that I was saying, like, obviously this is speaking like this is God saying these things. Um, so no, ma'am, I, I was, I'm not saying that I'm God. And I commented back and, and it was just a misunderstanding, but it was funny. Um, she was like, you trying to say that you're God? No, not even close. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's go back over to John and then we'll close. And if you've stayed with me this long, thank you so very much. Um, there is definitely something that I'm going to share at the end that I'm very excited about. Not all the details, because this is something that is big and it's something that is crazy. And it's just such a representation of how big God is. And when we are fully submitted to him, the doors that he will open, we're going to get into all that in a minute. This is the last part that I want to read. And the last thing I want to talk about when we talk about the shepherd and another major, major game-changing fact that we need to be thankful for. We're going back to John chapter 10. Um, this is verse number seven, and it says, so Jesus said to them, I'm sorry, it says, so Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. What does that mean? I'm going to read it again. Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door of the sheep. What does that mean? I'm the door of the sheep. How does that, that doesn't really make sense. Context is so, so very important for anything in life, but especially when you're reading the Bible. And the context to hear, you might be hearing the dogs in the background. That's Kelly's parents' dogs. Um, when... Nightfall comes, and I can't, dadgummit, I should have wrote it down. I can't remember off the top of my head what it's called. Uh, we'll just call it a sheep's pen. The shepherd takes the sheep at night into this enclosed area. It's like a, it's like a horseshoe kind of almost shaped, and it's made up with brick and rocks stacked up tall enough to where, you know, like a, a wolf or something that might be trying to get to the sheep throughout the night would not be able to climb over. And once all the sheep go in, the shepherd doesn't just close the door. The shepherd is the door. There is no door. The shepherd sits at this hole. There's only one way in. There's only one way out. If you want to get to those sheep, you're going through the shepherd. And that's not happening. That's not happening. Not without a fight. And in and, and human perspective, obviously, a bear or something, if to, if you know whatever the case may be, but we're we're talking about our heavenly Father when He is saying, "I am the door." When He is sitting at that door, you're not going through that. You're not going through God the Father. You're not going through the Creator, the the being that has made every single thing that we see before us. You think you're going through Him? If so, you've lost your mind. That's not happening. So when He says, "I am the door," literally, the Shepherd is the door. As soon as this sheep goes in, and you can look it up. I, I Like I said, I don't want to pull anything off of um, Google or anything like that, any kind of images, because I, I really don't know how the copyright stuff works. And I don't even want to risk it. So look it up in your own time. But just look like look up a shepherd sitting um, with his flock at night, because it, it's such a beautiful representation of what Christ does for us, because he is literally sitting, holding his staff with his feet, you know, out in front of him, kind of blocking the way. So the sheep can't get out because he's blocking their exit and nothing's getting in because he's blocking the entrance. You got to go through him. You got to go through the shepherd. And we have the ultimate shepherd. We have the ultimate trump card. We have God almighty on our side. 
Nothing's getting through that. Thank you, God, for that fact that you are the door. The sheep cannot find food. The sheep cannot find protection. The sheep cannot find water. The sheep are fully reliant on God. And that is the same way that we need to be. And it's such a perfect, perfect description of what God is for us, the shepherd who watches over us, who takes care of us, who protects us no matter what we need. Like it says there in Psalm 23, one, I shall not want because the creator is with me because the creator is my shepherd. So that's all I got as far as that goes. Thank you, God, for your ultimate protection over us. Thank you, God, that you have given us the ability to look on things. And that's one thing I want to encourage you to do. Um, I heard uh, somebody talk about this on their podcast the other day. Like we need to be doing research on our own as well. Like I'm I'm very thankful that um, if you listen to this podcast, I thank you so much for doing that, but we need to be looking stuff up on our own too. So don't just take my word and say, okay, because Donovan said it on a YouTube video, like that's what we need to take as gospel. Like do the research for yourself as well. Like get into the word, like look up this stuff, look up that video. I can't remember. I'll try to put the link. I think that's okay for me to do. I'll try to, I'll try to put the link. I'll put the title. I'll put the title for the video in the description. You guys check it out if you want to do that. But that's something that was just eye-opening for me just to see all that the shepherd does for the sheep. It's just so amazing. It's such a beautiful thing. And so also what I'll put down in the descriptions, I have the merch store now, if you feel so, um, as led to, I worded that very strangely. If you feel led to support the ministry and what we're doing here in that way, you can get on there. We got t-shirts, there's hoodies, there's bucket hats, there's cups, stickers, that sort of thing. So you can click on there um, and go check it out. I really appreciate it. And um, also like, subscribe, do all those things. Because like I said, we're trying to reach the masses with the gospel. And we all are a part of it. Every single person that's watching this today, every single person that's listening to this on Apple Podcast or Spotify or Amazon or wherever you're listening to this. Thank you so very much for listening. But it doesn't stop here. You have something to do as well. We're all called. I heard a story the other day, and I shared it on my Instagram. I'm going to share it here as well. I heard a story the other day about a shoe salesman. Um, this guy went in to, to buy a new pair of shoes, and the young shoe salesman was helping him out, and he just felt it pressed on his heart that he needed to share the gospel with the shoe salesman. Fear of man, Justin said this on, on I can't remember if it was on my podcast or his from the Be a Man podcast. Uh, but while we were talking, he said, fear of man is a real thing. And it's so true. In that moment, he could have said, there's there's so many people in here. I'm, I, I, this is awkward. Like, I don't want to talk about God. There's too many people in here. You know, oftentimes that is the case for all of us. Fear of man is a real thing. Right. Justin said that. But in that moment, he just felt it pressed on him in such a way that he said, I have got to share the gospel with this shoe salesman. So he did. Let's just say that that, that man never shared the gospel with anybody else in his entire life other than this shoe salesman. That shoe salesman decided in that moment to give his life to Jesus Christ. and He got saved. That shoe salesman ended up being D.L. Moody. Now, if you do not know who D.L. Moody is, you can Google him. Moody Bible Institute. So many people have been pointed to Christ because of the ministry of D.L. Moody. In God's kingdom, in God's math, one plus one does not always equal two. Because you never know who that one person that you are doing the best that you can to point to Christ 
or that one person that the Lord is allowing you to have an impact on, you never know who they're going to reach. So because of that man in that moment being bold enough to share his faith with D.L. Moody, all of those people that came to Christ, that never would have been the case had it not been for the boldness of that man in that moment to share the gospel with D.L. Moody. Because at that time, D.L. Moody was just some dude. Nobody knew who D.L. Moody was at that time, but the Lord knew. And in that moment, that guy sharing the gospel with him, millions were pointed to Christ. And we're still talking about D.L. Moody today. And the ministry continues with Moody Bible Institute. So the call is not just, okay, I'll share a video. I'll like, I'll comment, I'll subscribe. That's part of it. That helps, that helps me, that helps my ministry get to more ears. But there's also a call to you. Like we serve the author of creativity. There is a call on all of us to do something. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be used by you. Now, what are you going to do with that? That goes back to that free will. What are you going to do with that free will that God has given you? Oh, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there, but it's just like, I, I just feel such a, such a sense of urgency. Like the time is now. The time is, is now for us to step up. There's no more sitting on the sidelines. There's not time to sit on the sidelines. We see things going in society the way that they are. It's time for Christians to stand up and rise. We all have talents. Every single one of the ears that are hearing this or the eyeballs that are watching this right now, you can reach somebody that I'll never be able to reach. I can reach people that you'll never be able to reach. Every single one of us can reach someone that the other person cannot because God has put you in that unique position for you to do it. Get after it. I'm trying so hard in my life not to just talk about it, but be about it. Like whatever we're doing in our life, be pointing to God. God, you paid the ultimate price for us. The least that we can do is tell people, you know, Joey, Joey Bilski, he's been on the podcast before. Shout out, Joey. He was telling me the other day that he was in a bakery and just his energy, just the vibe that he has, the way he was talking to people. He didn't even say anything about God. Just the, the enthusiasm that he had toward life, it's infectious. And he said a woman had come up to him and said, um, you know, where, where do you get this energy from? I love your vibe. I love the way that you talk. I love the way that you're interacting with people. Where does this come from? And he said, God, like this is because of God. And that's all that any of this is. It does has nothing to do with us. Isaiah 64, 6 says, even our good deeds are as filthy rags because we are in a state of, of fallen flesh. That does not mean that we cannot do good for the kingdom. But it means that anything that we possibly do, it's because God is giving you the power to do. It's not because of anything that you're doing on your own. It's not because you're good enough for any. And, and, and prime example of that, and this is what I wanted to share at the end. God has opened so many doors throughout this year. It has been insane. And I heard a quote just today where it said, if the person, um, if, if, if you in the past could see the person that you are right now, you'd be impressed with yourself. And I think about that and I look at all that God has done for me from this year. And if you would have told me even in January that I would have had, and, and some of these names, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to like brag about anybody that's been on this podcast. Um, and, and I know that these are not the biggest names in the world, but to me, it is extremely, extremely significant because these are people that I have followed for years. If you would have told me in January that I would have talked to Zanti, Billy Hallowell, Rob Touchstone, Paris Cariz, Katie Lee, Paul McCusker, Chris freaking Lofton. Like Chris Lofton was a dude when I, st when I 
when we moved to Chattanooga, I went to a small Christian school here in Tennessee, uh, here in Chattanooga. They closed down my sophomore year, but I went there from fifth grade until my sophomore year. And the first year that I went, I was a big, you know, I love basketball. That was all that I ever did. I played basketball all the time. And when I, when I joined the basketball team at Temple, Tennessee Temple Academy, that's where I went. Um, and some of you might know that name, Tennessee Temple University. Dr. Lee Robertson founded the school um, at Highland Park Baptist Church. Well, they had a high school and an elementary school as well. And I went to the elementary school. And the first year that I went there, I played on the fifth and sixth grade team. And all the sixth graders got to pick their jerseys first. And I wanted number five so bad because of Chris Lofton. Chris Lofton was my favorite player at the time. I wanted number five. But, of course, it got snatched up before I was able to get it. And I ended up getting... Um, number 20, just because it was it was either 20 or 12. And and my dad was standing there with me, and he goes, you know, we like Manu Ginobili, who played for the San Antonio Spurs. And so I got number 20, and I ended up wearing 20. I never wore any other number than that. I wore 20 all the way up. But Chris Lofton, for me, the, the way that the Lord has opened the door for me to speak with Chris Lofton, with all those names that I just mentioned, that has nothing to do with me. That has nothing to do with anything that I possibly could have done that is, quote unquote, good enough to get them on. Nothing. It is as simple as the Bible tells us, humble yourself before God and in due time, he will exalt you. That is not a a, a if. That is not a but. That is a if. That is a when you do this, this is what's going to happen. Everything in the word is 100% true. It's either in first or second Peter. It talks about God is not slow when it comes to how we understand slowness. Galatians 6, 9 says, do not ever become weary, and I'm paraphrasing, do not ever become weary in doing good, because in due time you will reap what you sow if you do not give up. Everything that I'm trying to do in my life, I'm trying to line it up with the word. My wife asked me just last night, what would you say your ultimate goal is for life? And I said to live my life as close to Jesus as I possibly can. That is my goal for my life, for everything that I do. When I am looking at things, I want to look through a biblical standpoint, through the word. What does the word have to say about this? And all the things that we see in the word, these are promises. These are truth. So when God says, submit yourself to me, give me the talents that I have given you to steward properly. When you are doing that, he says, you know what? I'm going to open a door for you because you know what? You're doing what I'm telling you to do. And so the fact that the Lord has opened doors for me to talk to Zanti, to talk to Parish Chris, to talk to Chris Lofton, I am just so, so, so thankful. And I know 100% there's so much more to come. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. We haven't even been doing this a year. February will be a year. We've been doing this since the first episode was February 13th. And the way that the Lord has opened doors, I don't ever want to belittle what he has done. Because it is major moves. There is no reason why any of those guys that I mentioned should come on a podcast with a dude that's a truck driver who is just an average guy. I've got no schooling. I've got no experience behind me. I have no backing. I don't have. I don't give any of these guys a reason for them to come on my podcast. But God says, you know what? I'm going to open these doors for you. And that this is for all of us. The second that we submit ourselves to God, He is going to open doors for you. Because when you are doing something for Him. And when you are submitted to him, he's going to put it on display for other people to see because this is how we point people to God. This is how we show the Lord's glory is to say, look at what God is doing right now. There's no other explanation for any of this other than what God is doing. We're going, if we give our talents to him, 
there's there's trying to think of the proper way to word this like it's going to blow your mind continually day after day after day all the doors that he will open in your life if you are truly submitted to him and we need to have the right mindset when we talk about this it's not okay i'm doing this for a blessing i'm doing this so he'll open that door it's no i'm doing this because it is our reasonable service like it says in romans chapter 12 like it is our reasonable service to be living our life as a living sacrifice unto him it's reasonable for us to do when we are giving back to him what he has given us in terms of our talents and we're truly truly submitting not just doing it for a blessing we're doing it to bring honor and glory to him that's when things are going to start happening in your life. That's when doors are going to start opening. I'm proof of that because that's what's going on right now. And I say all that to say this. I don't want to say his name. <laughs> Just because anytime I have somebody on, I don't believe it's even going to happen until like it's already like over recording. Like after the episode's already over, I'm like, oh, okay, it happened. <laughs> now I can say something about it. And this one, this dude that the Lord is opening the door to potentially not well, not potentially because his manager manager already said yes. The the dude that's going to be coming on next week, next episode, Lord willing, if nothing changes, we already have a date set to record. We're ready to go. Unless something changes in his life or something, the, you know, the Lord doesn't allow it to happen. Um, the dude that's going to be coming on next week, it it there is no other explanation for him coming on other than God opening that door. And like I said, I'm not trying to make these names bigger than they actually are, but to me, they're, they're major significance because I have followed them for so very long. And I know a lot of people who are fans of um, some, some people that I've been able to, to been blessed to have on. And it's just been such an amazing ride. And I just know there's so much more to come. So you're definitely going to want to tune in next week because it is the craziest guest. I think that the Lord has been able to open up the door for me to get on the show. And so I'm very, very excited, very, very thankful. I'm thankful for all that the Lord has done over the course of this year, the growth that he has allowed me to have in my faith and my spiritual journey. And just me being a husband, a father, a friend, uh, opening doors for me to, to make friendships with guys like Joey, guys like Antoine, um, all the people that I've been able to meet. And I can sit here, for another hour. I've already gone longer than I wanted to. I could sit here for another hour and just talk about all the relationships that I've been able to meet, all the people that I've been able to talk to throughout this whole journey. I'm just so overwhelmed with thankfulness in this season. And I know that we're just getting started and we're going to reach the masses with the gospel, but it's going to take all of us. It's going to take every single one of us doing our job, making that impact on one, just one person, just make an impact on one person today. But it's all of us. We've all got to do it together. It's time for the body of Christ to truly unite and to present Jesus for who he really is, the Savior of the universe. And that starts with you and that starts with me. I'm going to do my job as long as the Lord allows. I'm going to read my favorite verse real quick and then we'll get out of here. Uh, let me find it. 1 Corinthians 15.10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. All of us can work hard for the kingdom. That verse shows us that there is a work for us to do in that. It's saying, you know, by the grace of God, I am what I am, like God is going to be 
Um, I'm glorified in the work that I do, and I'm going to work as hard as I possibly can alongside with the Holy Spirit to get this job done that the Lord has set on my heart to do. There's a work for us to do it. It's not just, okay, Lord, I'm here. Do whatever you want me to do. I'm going to sit here and chill until you open doors for me. No, Paul says, on the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. We serve a working God. We need to get to work today. Whatever we do, work as hard as you possibly can as you're doing it unto Christ. Because when we get our heads down and we are working unto him, thanking him for just allowing us. Because here's the thing about it. If the Lord never did anything for us the rest of our lives, we have so much to be thankful for because of the price that he paid for us on the cross. That was enough. He didn't have to do anything else after that. After the payment that he paid for us on the cross to redeem us, to sanctify us, to call us his own, to adopt us, we have been bought, bought. We have been bought with a price. We need to make sure that we are giving him the proper return, and that is offering our lives a living sacrifice unto him. So that's all that I got to say. I got to cut myself off because I, I wonder if he, even anybody's listening up to this point. But if you are, thank you so very much for listening. Definitely tune in next week. I'm very, very excited about who I have coming on, Lord willing. And with that being said, God bless you guys. I hope you have a great week. We will see you guys next week. Go out there and do kingdom work, man, because now is the time. There's no more time to sit on the sidelines. We're all called to act, so let's get after it. God bless you guys.